My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time, minimum order $10, additional terms apply. Instacart, add life to cart. If your business is tired of paying unpredictable and high phone bills, do what I did. Switch to Zoom Call's cloud business phone service. You'll pay the same low amount every month, no matter how many calls you have in the U.S. and Canada. And Zoom Calls has a really cool feature called voicemail drops. Whenever you reach someone's voicemail, just say hi in their name and then click a couple of buttons on your phone to leave your pre-recorded message. It saves both your voice and your time. Check out zoomcalls.com. That's zoomcalls.com. Com. I think you'll love it. Attention, you're listening to the Todd Huff Radio Show, America's home for conservative, not bitter talk radio. Be advised that the content of this program has been documented to prevent and even cure liberalism, and listening may cause you to lean to the right. Here's your conservative, but not bitter host, Todd Huff. That is right. You are listening to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. And yes, I am your host, Todd Huff. Email Todd at ToddHuffShow.com. You can send your questions, your comments, your feedback, your adoration and praise will also be accepted at that email address. Kidding, not kidding. Good to be here. Thank you for joining us. And Folks, I I want to get into uh, something I saw last night. I actually didn't wasn't watching the program live, but I saw this on social media um, after her program. Martha McCollum, and she had one of the. Black Lives Matter leaders on her program. And I have to tell you, this is completely insane what we're dealing with. You know, earlier in the week, in fact, I even posted a video on YouTube where I've shared this clip, started doing a couple of uh, new things with video. Um, and one of those is we'll we'll find some clips and then 
talk about that, share kind of a split a split screen where I give some commentary on some of the insanity that we are hearing in the world today. And one of those things I just did and that we, we talked about here on the program as well, but um, was this issue of the foundational ideology, the framework of Black Lives Matter, right? Where one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter, Patrice Kohlers, one of the three, there's three, two of them, as Patrice Kohlers has told us via an interview on the Real News Network, two of the three, at least, she didn't say the third was not a Marxist. She simply said that the herself and one of the other leaders, Alicia Garza, I believe was her name, is her name, are trained Marxists, communists. I know that this is shocking to some people, but this should really be a fundamental basic amount of knowledge. This should be something that the average American is aware of. This should impact, this should at least play a role. You know, we've been told... um, this, this should play a role in our, in our thinking on, on what they've been standing for and what they've been, been been doing. Now, again, I'm talking about the leadership. I'm not talking about every rank-and-file member, although there are certainly radicals on the rank-and-file level as well. But this should certainly play a role in things like the kneeling for the national anthem. I mean, this should be a relevant part of the discussion. If the leaders are trained Marxists, folks, trained Marxists, by admission, two-thirds of them, and maybe all three, but trained Marxists, then we should keep that in mind when we see them kneeling for the anthem. You know, again, if they, they tell us that we're not smart enough, I suppose, to understand those of us who have a problem with kneeling during the anthem. Now, look at Drew Brees. All Drew Brees said was, I'm not going to, you know, I don't, I don't, I'm never going to stand up and support those who kneel for our anthem. Didn't even say anything about what the movement was doing other than kneeling during the anthem. If that's what it's required to to be a part of this, he didn't say it this way. But he simply said, I'm not a part of that that part of it. And he caught, I mean, Drew Brees has apologized more times than I can even count at this point. Backtracking, worried about his career, worried about his legacy, his standing, whether or not he'll be accepted in the locker room. All these things, which look, I, we're all human. I get that, but at the same time, um, what's the what's the price that you're willing to pay? Are you willing to pay the price of endorsing an organization that's being led by open Marxists? Is that really what the average American wants to do? I I come to wonder or begin to wonder sometimes if the average American even knows that the terms Marxism and communism are even related. I have. Part of me also worries or wonders if the average American understands what communism really is. Now, they might know what communism says because, oh, it sounds so wonderful. Oh, equality for all. Oh, utopia on earth. All these things. But it is a morally bankrupt and evil ideology. That is what it is. That is what it is. So we talked about that earlier in the week. So I want to talk about so, – so that's those are the, the top three leaders, at least two of them are trained Marxists. I'm kind of smiling here because it's hard to believe 
that we've come this far. Again, it reminds me of McCarthyism. I'm not condoning uh, McCarthyism where you could just say communist and point to somebody and you know they have to defend. It's kind of the same thing we're dealt with today, racist, right? We're dealing with on the flip side, people call uh, conservatives racist, you're immediately considered a racist, you're flagged as a racist. In fact, you're you're considered a racist in some circles, not just um, you know, based upon whether or not you look down upon or find yourself superior to someone else because they are a different race. That's not enough anymore. Now you've got to you've got to speak up. Now we're not told what we're supposed to say or who we're supposed to say it to or how we're supposed to do it. We're not told what the solutions are to this. We're just supposed to say something. Say something. And it's not just enough to say something. We've got to say the right thing. We don't know what the right thing is, but we're supposed to say it. And we're supposed to say it in such a way that appeases the crowd that says, we are the ones that are going to judge whether what you say and do is appropriate. It's absolutely astonishing that we have gotten to this point in the equation in the, uh, of, this, of this discussion. So, so there's that part of the, the, the troubling part of this, this movement. But in addition to that... We've got this interview here with one of the Black Lives Matter in, he's in New York, the Black Lives Matter Greater New York Chair. His name is Hank, or excuse me, Hawk. Hawk Newsom. He joined Martha McCallum on The Story last night. I want you to hear this. We're going to actually play virtually the whole thing here. In parts, and we're going to talk about this. This is this is beyond. I'm reminded back during the 1990s, Yasser Arafat. You know, Bill Clinton was trying to negotiate peace between the Arabs or the Palestinians, the PLO, and Israel. And Arafat got everything he wanted, and he still said no. He still said no, which beg the question as to what Arafat really wanted. Now, I'm just comparing the the negotiation. I'm not comparing the demands and so forth because the Palestinians, the starting point was the complete annihilation of Israel. That's what they, that's what they wanted. Hard to negotiate with someone like that. I'm not suggesting that those are the demands here, although we're getting close. We're walking in that direction. Because he's on record as saying, if we don't get what we want, we're going to burn the whole thing down. Half of this is nonsensical gibberish and things that you really, it, it makes no sense in any logical fashion in any way. That's a good chunk of this. Part of this is just astonishing that these would be, you know, the, the demands, the expectations. And he comes in ready to go, ready to rumble. With Martha McCallum, I want you to listen to this, and we're going to talk about this. This, my friends, there. If this is what is, if this is the representation of the side that's making the demands for change on our society, we will never get. There will never be any solution whatsoever. It is going to make racial relations, whatever they are now, multiplied by some factor, uh, some large factor. That many times worse. This is going to make things completely exasperated. So I want you to listen to this. This is, again, 
Black Lives Matter, Greater New York Chair, Hawk Newsom, talking about the movement of Black Lives Matter, the demands, and really a bunch of gibberish uh, in this exchange as well. So let's listen to this, and I want to talk about this uh, this morning. And of course, they sound by, you know what, I'm going to have to recue. I'm up against the, the, I got a minute or so left here, but this is not cooperating here. Let me take a break, get this queued up, and we'll continue. When we return, you're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back here in just a minute. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our My Pillow towels and our really soft, comfortable My Pillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. Welcome back. I want to mention here before we get into the segment here that this program is brought to you in part by our friends at Citizens Bank here in central Indiana. Visit one of Citizens Bank bank branches, spit it out there, Todd, um, to see how they can serve you, to set up a checking account, to talk with them about mortgages and the other services that they provide a A bank that focuses on the customer. It's not one of these big banks that you can easily get lost in. So check out Citizens Bank. You can go to their branch here in my specific town of Monrovia, but they've got other branches around the south and west side of Indianapolis as well. And be sure to tell them that Todd sent you. I also should say that any sponsor of this program, any advertiser, uh, does not necessarily, you know, during these perilous times where we talk about these very I don't know, divisive issues. I want to make sure that you know that they're not endorsing anything, any viewpoint that we share on this program, but I should add, I will add that they should. <laughs> so anyway, let's talk about this. Let's talk about Black Lives Matter here. This particular leader, Greater New York Chair, his name is Hawk Newsom, and buckle up for this ride we're about to take. So Martha McCallum, I'm just going to, she, she introduces him. I'm not going to play the introduction, but I want to play the the first back and forth and the questions that she asks and his responses. Again, we're supposed to this whole this whole movement, what we're told about it, <clears throat> what we're told about it is that they're just trying to get political change, right? They're trying to find a way to see to to protect black Americans from being killed or harmed by police officers, right? And nobody nobody wants this. 
Nobody wants this, by the way. In the cases where law enforcement have done things that they should not have done that led to the death um, of a black suspect or someone even just in custody or detained or what have you, justice should be served. Black lives do matter. And again, that's the case no matter what the color of the life. But so that's the, the, the premise of this. Is This is what this movement is supposed to be now. We've learned that the two of the three founders are trained Marxists. And then you listen to this exchange, which gets into, I mean, I don't even know. Absurd is, is what I would say. Gets into the world of absurdity, um, where words don't even seem to mean things anymore. A reality is is questioned here at best, is at least his perception or the way he describes it here. And you begin to ask yourself, what are we supposed to even do with this? That's always been my starting question. You know, Black Lives Matter, you have the attention of America. America agrees that, you know, where police are not justified in using force, deadly force against someone, which sometimes they are. I feel like that gets lost in this conversation as well. But if they are not in a particular circumstance or situation justified in the actions that they've taken – America's on your side. And so my question has been, now what? Now what? Because reasonable Americans want to talk about this. And in fact, the Senate tried to pass a bill yesterday. Republicans, they got shut down by the Democrats, surprisingly. I mean, Democrats don't want any potential success or, you know, heading into the election for Republicans. They want to point to Republicans as the problem and, you know, they're not – this is a sickening, really, when you think about it. You would think that your leaders are – I know that you know this, but you would hope. You would hope that your leaders are intent on fixing problems instead of trying to politically benefit from them. But that certainly could be raised. That question could be raised as we look at the response to Tim Scott's legislation yesterday. By the way, Tim Scott, black senator – if some republic, if the Republicans oppose something like this that's proposed by a black Democrat senator, that's all we would hear of. That's what we would hear that here we go. The racist Republicans don't want to listen to the to a black Democrat senator. Of course, you can't say that uh, when it's the other when the situation is flipped because they're politically immune from anything like that. But anyway, they being the Democrat Party. So I want to I want to get into this because this matters. Tremendously. So, you know, obviously, uh, you know, people watch what you say in that video that you want to now shove legislation down people's throats now that you have everyone's attention. And you also have called, uh, said that violence is sometimes necessary in these situations. What exactly is it that you hope to achieve through violence? Wow. Um, It's interesting that you would pose that question like that because this country is built upon violence. What was the American Revolution? Mm -hmm. Uh, What's our, 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 our diplomacy across the globe? We go in and we blow up countries and we replace their leaders with leaders who we like. So for any American to accuse us of being violent, it's extremely hypocritical. Now, when we talk about but violence, we talk about video, using sir, self-defense just to, you, to you the, said, I we use, that, we use, why are you screaming and not allowing I, me to talk, well, ma'am? Because you ask me a question, allow me to answer. Go ahead. I'm in the process of answering, and I'm I won't listening. be that much longer. I'm listening. Okay? Uh, you asked what we hope to achieve. We're talking right. about self-defense. We're talking about four or five police officers 
choking someone to death and someone from the community having the training to intervene effectively. We're talking about saving lives. Nobody's talking about ambushing police officers. We're talking about protecting lives. And there's nothing more American than that. And when we talk about uplifting and upholding the Second Amendment, I think that you should be applauding me, seeing as though you guys are huge supporters of the Second Amendment. But it seems to be the hypocrisy of America that when black people start talking about arming themselves and defending themselves, the talk is violence. But when white people grab assault rifles and go to our nation's, uh, their state's okay. capitals, all it's right. all good. All right. Of course, first of all, that's, you- that, that's, of course, the way to, to look at this. I mean, first of all, insane way to start about this. He says it's a, it's a bizarre way, to, interesting way to frame the question in a condescending tone. Basically, Martha McCallum, you idiot, kind of what he's saying here. I can't believe that you would ask this question. America was founded on violence. America acts, uh, you know, blows countries up. Did you know that? We blow countries up. That's what we do. And then, ironically, he talks about self-defense. Look, I'm not defending every war or conflict we've ever gotten into. But, folks, the United States doesn't walk around blowing countries up. You talk about a distortion of reality, also a distortion of our founding. This nation was not founded. Yes, violence was used, but look at what (laughs) the violence was used to protect themselves and their liberties from a tyrannical, overreaching, out-of-control government. The British Empire, the king, was out of control. They gave them multiple examples of well if you read the declaration of independence you'll see dozens of grievances that the founders had against the against the king and nothing was done about this in fact they were continually targeted by legislation there was no let me pause there was no equivalent to what we saw yesterday in the senate where the republicans introduced a piece of legislation designed to address the original concerns that were brought forth by Black Lives Matter. There was no equivalent of that by King George. In fact, I'll tell you what the equivalent would have been. The way that King George treated the colonists, right, versus the way that our Senate responded to Black Lives Matter or this this demand or movement or what have you for, uh, you know, racial justice or whatever the term you want to say, um, police brutality, police violence used against black Americans. The equivalent of how the British, uh, the king, responded to the colonist, he would continually up the ante. So yesterday, if the Republicans were acting like the king of England back in the 1770s, they would have said, look, we want more officers to be, you know, uh, released, uh, stationed, policing black communities, and we're going to increase the number of crimes that people can be detained for. That would have been the equivalent to how the King of England responded to the colonists. Something like that. Maybe there's a you can even come up with a better example, but that is a, synonymous, or that would be like the behavior exhibited by. King George III back in the 1770s against the United States of America, against the colonists. And so that is what they were dealing with then. You know, if you didn't like a certain tax, they would 
you know, find something else to tax or tax it more or tax something that's more uh, more of a basic need for you and your family, something that they knew that the colonists – I mean you can go through this and look at the – I mean the, the, the Stamp Act, the Sugar Act. I mean all these, all these things that were, were taxed back in the 1770s were designed to put harm upon the colonists. That is not what we're dealing with here. That is not what we're dealing with. We're dealing with individual officers who have made decisions. A percentage of, of these, by the way, in the Michael Brown case, for example, percentage of these completely justifiable. Some of these not. Some of these not justifiable. And so the ones that are not justifiable, there is a system by which these get addressed. Congress didn't try to do away with that system. That's something King George would have done as well back in the 1770s. See, it was King George was not going to let the colonists, he was going to, he wasn't going to let them have their own liberties and freedoms. He wasn't going to allow them to have political power to, you know, to, to overpower him politically. So he was going to press harder. This is what tyrants do. They put the, as Obama said, put the boot on the throat, right? Apply that pressure, step on the throats, kick them when they're down, so to speak. Do not give them an inch of daylight with which to work and to get a any support for their particular cause or movement. Not at all what has happened here. In fact, the riots definitely wouldn't have happened because the protests wouldn't have happened. The King of England would have made sure that no protest, uh, if it started up, there would have been. I mean, think about. I mean, the Boston, the Boston massacre. I mean, just look at how this thing started. It became a tinderbox, and violence was used against people who were airing their grievances. And then there was violence in response, and it got to the point to where there was no way to reconcile the colonists and what they envisioned for their lives. Their way of living, their desires and um, demands for liberty. Think about the demands. They didn't ask for anything back. They didn't ask for reparations. They didn't ask for there to be complete lawlessness. They just asked for the boot of the British Empire to be lifted from their neck. That's what they asked for. Now, you could say Black Lives Matter at the beginning was only asking for They'll say, we just don't want to be killed, right? And by the way, nobody wants that. Nobody wants that to be the case. And if they do, they're on the extreme radical fringes of American society. And so we all agree on that. What we don't agree upon is the solutions. And their intention, I am telling you, being led by trained Marxists, is to find a way to strategically silence those who have different ideas on what the solutions are. The solutions do not include reparations. The solutions do not include defunding and, of course, dismantling the police. The solutions do not include uh, wide, uh, you know, massive changes to voter registration or uh, voter ID laws. They want you to believe it's inherently racist to ask someone for their identification to vote. That is insane, absolutely, unequivocally, 
insane. They want, you talk about, look, they benefit. Well, I don't want to get into that at the moment. But you just think about the why, why would you not want a voter ID? Especially, I can speak for my state, it is free. You can get a voter identification card for free in Indiana. So it's not like they're trying to have a form of a poll tax. They're not trying to make it harder to vote. They're giving you an identification simply to prove who you are. That seems to be a pretty basic, fundamental uh, part of what it means to to be an American and to vote. You have to be able to demonstrate who you are in some capacity. Photo ID seems to be a pretty easy one. It's not overly invasive. You just have to improve, uh, prove who you are, demonstrate that you're legally um, permitted to vote in this particular election. I mean, we've seen some of the tactics that are used. They act like there's no – the Democrat Party acts like there's no attempt to circumvent voter ID uh, law to get illegal votes cast. Of course there are. That's absurd to suggest that they're not. In fact, there's people charged for this. Anyway, long in this segment. I got more to play from this soundbite between Martha McCallum and, and this Black Lives uh, Matter leader from – Greater New York, and it's uh, even gets crazier than what we've heard already. But I've got to take a time out. You're listening here to the home of conservative, not bitter talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. Welcome back. Let's continue this discussion. I want to share this interview. Black Lives Matter leader, Greater New York, on Martha McCallum's The Story last night. Pick up where we left off, uh, what, last segment, continuing his conversation with Martha McCallum. Let's take a listen. First of all, you, I've never talked about my stance on the Second Amendment. Um, you know, that that's my I'm not criticizing you or praising you don't support you. the Second I'm Amendment. Only, you don't support I, the Second Amendment. That's not my role here to talk I'm about my I'm asking you a opinion. question. Do you support the Second Amendment? I, the Second Amendment is part of our Do you support the Second Amendment? Yes or no? A lot of your Listen viewers would, would like to know if you support uh, the Second well, Amendment. Well, that's, that's fine. But but that's not why we're here. And what I, you, the only reason that I posed that first question to you um, the way that I did was that I, I watched you, you know, talking in, on a bunch of different interviews today. And you said, burn it down. You said, burn it down. It's time. So that makes me think I, that I you want to burn it's it down. I said, if this country 
if this country doesn't give us what we want, then we will burn down this system and replace it. All right. And I could be speaking phys- fit, uh, figuratively. Okay. I could be speaking literally. It's a matter of interpretation. What? What, what does that even mean? I could be speaking literally. I could be speaking figuratively. It's a matter of interpretation. This, this is the kind of nonsense, I tell you, just on the larger scale of debating and discussing an issue with somebody. See, wor- words mean things, folks. I don't mean to state the obvious here, but words mean things. To say, if someone says, what did you mean by this? You could say, it, it, to be able to say what he's saying, which is effectively, I meant whatever the heck you think I mean. Okay, but I'm asking you to clarify. I could have meant it literally. I could have meant it figuratively. Okay, but which did you mean it? See, when you say a word, I don't want to state the obvious here. Uh, Hawk is his first name. I don't want to state the obvious, Hawk, but your your brain and you know, you have a desire to communicate a message. And so your brain finds the word that you want to say so that in the mind of the person that's hearing your message, they understand what you're trying to communicate and accomplish. So all this gibberish, and that's what this is, is gibberish. I don't care if it's on this issue. I don't care if it's on some other issue. Whatever it is, abortion, the role of government, this is complete gibberish. I could have meant it literally. I could have meant it figuratively, burn it down. Kind of important, kind of important which way you meant that see if you meant it figuratively there's really no law against that no one's really at risk if you say that that's a that's a hyperbole or just a colorful way to express your overall discontent with the system and you want to metaphorically dismantle it you can't metaphorically harm somebody that doesn't that's not possible so as you sit here and try to play these little silly word games with Martha, what did you mean? What did you mean when you said burn it down? What do you mean by that? And by the way, the idea that this Black Lives Matter movement, I love it. He's questioning Martha McCallum. What, what's your stance on the Second Amendment? No, no, no. Your, your, your viewers want to know. Well, first of all, I'm not sure that Hawk here knows and understands Martha McCallum's viewers as much as Martha McCallum does and Fox News does, number one. Number two, that's not the role that she's taking as a as a journalist. It's a role that I take as an editorialist. But but so she's not gonna get into that. She's not gonna debate and talk about her opinions. That's not what her show is. That's not her programming and format. She's just trying to interview. She's giving you the floor, Hawk. She's giving you the opportunity to explain your thoughts what you want to see happen next. And by the way, a lot of America is is trying to understand as well. And this is not helping. This is not helping at all to tell me that it depends if I interpret it literally or figuratively. Well, no, it it matters what you mean. What's your intentions? What are you going to do next? See, cities that we've been talking about that have been on fire are literally on fire. They've literally been set afire. Heck, the city of Indianapolis, there there were fires set here, not too far from us. It wasn't figurative, and it didn't matter what the interpretation of the person who might have heard someone chant, burn this down. It didn't matter what their 
interpretation of it was. It mattered what you inspired and what you led and what you – now, he wasn't here specifically, but I'm saying that movement, what that movement is calling for. Is it literal or is it figurative? And if it's figurative, you better darn well make sure people don't take it literally if that's not your intention. See, that's on you as a communicator. If you say something – see, communication is a two-way street, and it's one of the – Radio, I love radio or the, the podcast. It's a great opportunity to to connect with you and to talk with you. But I can't, unless I hear from you, which I do hear from some of you, I don't get individual you know, feedback um, in real time a lot of times with what we're, we're discussing. And if I did, I, if I realized that something I was saying wasn't clear, I would make an adjustment because my job as a communicator would be to make sure that the person hearing it Here's it as closely as possible to the way I'm intending it to be heard. This is like communication 101. And this may be communication one, right? This isn't even complicated. Communication is what I say and then what the other person hears. If I understand that that person is not hearing it correctly, the way that I intended it to be heard, I don't say, hey, idiot. I try to understand how they're hearing it and what their, you know, I don't know, their preconceived notions are, their assumptions, the way that they hear certain words, and I try to adjust it so that they understand. I don't say, if they say to me, Todd, is your program going to be literally two hours or one? I don't say it depends upon how you interpret it. No, it's that's actually a matter of fact. This is a matter, by a matter of fact, a, a two-hour program. So this is just nonsensical, nonstop, gibberish and we're actually engaging in this and do we really think that black the black lives matter movement is a matter a movement that's centered around the second amendment where did this even come from where did the, i mean the is it's like nailing jello to a wall i just want to know what it is that i i understand some of the problems i i, I get that but i want to know what is let's let's define it Let's let's isolate it from everything else. Let's, let's move all the other noise out of this equation. Let's place it firmly front and center before the American people, and then we talk about how we go about fixing this, whatever that looks like. But if you keep changing and adding and speaking in extreme hyperbole and then telling me it's not even hyperbole, it's however you interpret it, what does that even mean? I don't even know how to, to take that. And that is what we're being told and then, of course, guess whose fault it is if you don't understand it? It's the side that doesn't understand it, as though the, the communicator bears no responsibility. Just like Kaepernick bore no responsibility to make sure, as though this, uh, this is not the case. I mean, Kaepernick hates America, folks. I mean, he's look at the T-shirts he wears with Castro and Shea. He's, in, he's embracing an ideological movement run by Marxists. He's a radical, radical, anti-American. When he kneels... You can It can be for Black Lives Matter, too. I'm not saying it can't. That might be his intention, but he also hates America. He hates it, as founded. Just listen to what he says. It's not hard. And see, if you're going to protest and people misunderstand the reason for your protest, it's your responsibility to explain it and articulate it. It's not because everyone else is a bunch of idiots because we don't understand that, oh, kneeling for the anthem isn't because you disrespect the flag. It's because... Uh, you believe that black lives matter. We already agree with that, Colin. Um, 
In fact, we want to do something about it, but just the things that are being presented as solutions by the radical left are not solutions at all. They will only make things worse. In fact, when we sit down and try to hammer something out with the radical left in the Senate, they don't even want to have debate, add amendments to a bill. They want to play political games, drag this out, because this politically, they think, this is sickening, politically, they believe, helps their cause as we go into an election. Anyway, really long in this segment. Got to take a time out. You're listening to Conservative Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. Welcome back. And that's interesting. As I'm coming back, Oz indicates it's time for the next break because I went over so long in the last segment. And so we're going to have to continue. We're, um, I want to go through – there's a couple more minutes of this conversation with Martha McCallum and this leader from the Black Lives Matter movement that we're going to get to. Hour two is on YouTube, by the way, folks. Growing our YouTube presence. Appreciate those of you who have subscribed to the YouTube channel. And you can do that. You can watch Hour 2 free on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search the Todd Huff Show. You can check us out there. We'll be there in the next 10 minutes or so. But I don't have time to get into the rest of this discussion, this conversation, this hour. But I do want to say a couple things here as we're, we're wrapping up. And I will say, I will say that Again, the Black Lives Matter movement, what they originally said they stood for before now that we realize that they're led by Marxists, self-admitted, trained Marxists, what they told us they wanted to discuss, America is listening, now we're looking for solutions. It appears it appears that the radical left doesn't want a solution. They just want people to be angry and to blame Trump and Republicans for this. This is the political component. This is the sickening, the truly sickening uh, political side. There's a sickening side of of these um, you know these cases where, of course, police doing things that lead to the death of uh, people in custody. That's the sickening, violent. Or the, the the original side of this. Now, not all the allegations fall into that bucket. Not all those. Not all things are the same. Not all these individual uh, cases meet that requirement, but some do. 
And that is sickening and disgusting, but it's also sickening and disgusting to watch people try to politically take advantage of this to help themselves or their party or their reelection efforts or whatever. I don't care what the party affiliation, the name, race, gender, sexual orientation of the of the candidate. This sort of stuff is is disgusting and despicable. And then, of course, trying to have a debate or discussion about this, this particular leader shows us is virtually impossible because it makes no sense. So we'll talk about this more next hour. i got to wrap up this segment. You're listening to the Home of Conservative, Not Better Talk. I'm your host, Todd Huff, back in just a minute. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TOD. Welcome back. Waning hours, or excuse me, waning minutes of hour number one. Hour two will be on YouTube. You can join us there. Just search the Todd Huff Show. We'll continue this discussion. I want to mention, too, that this program is brought to you in part by our friends at Raymond's Auto and Truck Repair on the near west side, Plainfield, west side of Indianapolis, Raymond's Auto and Truck Repair. Bruce and his team, they've got quite a quite an operation over there. I've gotten to know Bruce fairly well and good guy. They take good care of their customers. They service all makes and models. It's a full service auto repair shop. And if you're in need of some of those services, I ask that you keep Bruce and his team in mind. You can find out more information by going to Raymond's Auto and Truck Repair.com or or you can call 317-548-6227. 317-548-6227. Music's telling me it's time to wrap up, guys. See you in a couple minutes. Hour two on YouTube. SDG, take care. My friends, I've struggled with insomnia for years. One thing I've learned is that nothing will make you appreciate a good night's sleep more than a bad night's sleep. That's why my family and I are grateful to be sleeping on pillows from our friends at My Pillow. Our son likes that it's a poofy pillow that never gets hot. Our oldest daughter likes that she doesn't need two pillows to sleep anymore. And our youngest daughter likes that it's comfy and better than her old pillow. But they've got much more to offer than just pillows, my friends. In fact, my wife raves about the fantastic quality of our MyPillow towels and our really soft, comfortable MyPillow sheets. And not to be left out, Echo and Tango love sleeping on their MyPillow dog bed, too. Visit MyPillow.com to shop their wide variety of products and use promo code TOD to save as much as 80%. 
That's mypillow.com, promo code Todd.